Guten Morgen und willkommen nach der Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And yes, that was the German welcome. If you'd prefer Filipino Tagalog, uh, Mabuhay. Uh, for those of you that don't, don't understand German or Filipino, it's just a simple warm welcome, you know, herzlich willkommen. And, and, and I, you know, I feel the need to, uh, to interpret these things uh, so you can understand them. Hey! Pastor Dick, by the way, it's October the 6th this morning, Saturday no, no, morning. No, 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 it's November. November the 6th? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what year it is. Uh, I'm so stinking tired. I've been up since four this morning, so, and I sound a little like Mr. Haney, so don't <laughs> fear not. Everything is all right. All right. Um, but I, I feel the need after that, after that brief introduction to to explain uh, it, it, it's in relation to the subject matter for today which you're going to get into um, an important doctrinal matter actually some people say oh it's not that important it is every doctrine of the bible is important and so we're glad you're with us today listeners to to uh, uh for this hour uh, which will be centered around uh, the doctrine of spiritual gifts, but namely one in particular, and that is speaking in tongues. Uh, oh, yeah. Fairly controversial in some circles, I know. Not really that controversial at all if you take a literalist approach to the Scripture. Right, Pastor? Uh, that's Amen. Okay, and and then no, we and we are listen, folks. We make no bones about it. We uh, believe it's the plenary inspired word of God. Uh, it has no contradictions, and we we interpret it literally, which contextually we should do. Uh, so, with that in mind, we make no apologies for it, uh, and uh, we think that. The exposition and uh, hermeneutical study of Scripture is far better that way. So, without further ado, uh, Pastor Dick, lead us into a discussion about uh, the spiritual gift of tongues, if you will, sir. Yeah. It, did you leave me any time left? To, yes, to about oh, okay. uh, 57 uh -oh. minutes. All right. Anyway, so listen, before we go into this, I think because of this is going to be such a controversial subject, and it doesn't really have to be. All we're going to do is tell you what the Scripture says about the gift of tongues. Yeah, and the reason we're doing that is it's probably the most abused doctrine, and and, uh, and it's a they are it's phony in many instances uh, because the gift of tongues in the Bible is far different. Than what's going on in uh, in many of our churches today. It's not a gift. Uh, it's a sham. So, and I hate to say it. Well, that's fairly so blunt be, and to the point. So before we do it, let's open in a word of prayer. Yes. And we'll uh, we'll go we'll go to the scriptures. Father in heaven, thank you so much for our Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for your precious and 
holy word uh, from whence we find out about our so great salvation and from whence we find out about the gifts that you've given to us. And uh, we, we pray that uh, we will be totally scriptural about what we're saying today, no matter what anybody else can say. And so help us not to opine, but to go directly to your precious and holy word uh, and by your Holy Spirit, speak the truth in love. And we'll give you the praise and glory as you help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Curtis, we talked about the tongues. We talked about the gifts. And we said uh, last week uh, that there were three scriptures that talked about, uh, that, that gave you a list of gifts. And uh, there was a list in Romans chapter 12, and the gifts were prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, and ruling, and showing mercy. Seven gifts in Romans chapter 12. And we saw in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, the administrators of the gifts, or the gifts of administration, and Ephesians chapter 4 talks about the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And these are all gifts. And, and pastor, uh, if you are a pastor, um, uh, you either have the gift or you don't. If you don't, don't be one. And, but we'll be in uh, largely in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14 uh, for this uh, segment. And the list there in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12 are apostles, prophets, teachers. That's the administrators. And then there's miracles, healings, helps, governments, and tongues. Now, tongues are not mentioned in Romans 12 and Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, and the reason we're going to teach on it today, because it's, it's the doctrine, it's the gift or fake gift in many cases, um, that's being perverted, misused, and abused. And we want to straighten some things out. Um, now, uh, we, we don't want to opine. We're going to use the scriptures. And so what about the gift of tongues? And before we start, the perversion of tongues is the speaking in unknown tongues. And that's what's phony. The gift of tongues was given, and it's the other tongues. That's tongues that are known. And we're going to tell you why uh, and what happened and uh, the purpose of, of this gift. And uh, we're going to do it scripturally because we always teach under the banner of what saith the scriptures. <coughs> so understand that. Now, we may get some flack. Curtis, maybe at the end of this episode, you can tell them about our website where they can reach us and, and rag on us. Um, <laughs> because I suspect that we'll, we'll, that we'll be con uh, controversial to some folks and maybe uh, hurt some feelings. But we don't want to do that. No. We want to help your feelings with the truth. Yeah. So first of all, where did, where did tongues come from? When did they come? Why did they come? 
And uh, so first of all, I want to take you to Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And it's a prophecy. And it, 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 uh, it was Jesus, um, uh, uh, a prophecy that was given after his resurrection. And it says this, when he appeared to many after his resurrection, it says in verse 14 of Mark 16, it says, Afterward he appeared unto to the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what's called the Great Commission. By the way, that's why we're doing these podcasts. Uh, I have size 13 uh, quintuple D uh, with feet. I mean, it's hard to knock me off my feet. Uh, but these feet can't go every place. But this voice can. And we thank the Lord for that. And so we believe we're going into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized... Now, baptism doesn't save, but baptism, water baptism, ought to be done as a testimony to what you believe, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not, and see, there's the key to it. He that believeth not, you can be baptized all you want. But if you don't believe, you're lost. Because it says, he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Wow. And it says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It says, uh, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. And there, folks, is the purpose of tongues. Now, when we talk about tongues, and when the Bible talks about tongues, it's talking about um, the proper use of this gift. And so we want to show you how it has been perverted over the centuries and is now being perverted in many churches, and it's taking the place of real preaching. Uh, uh, tongues, uh, the way it's being administered, in today's churches uh, is something that God didn't give. Right. Right. And we'll see that, uh, that uh, mm -hmm. whether there be tongues, they shall cease. That's right. That's what and it's the ability to instantly speak in other languages. And here's what we're going to show you. This is what tongues is in the word of God and what the word of God says about tongues. Now, this gift of tongues was given and exhibited mm -hmm. 
after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and 50 days afterwards on the day of Pentecost. Now, turn to Acts chapter 2, if we will, in your Bibles. And it says this, and, and, and we're going to do what saith the scriptures is what is how we uh, um, administer uh, these, these podcasts. And it says this, and when the day of first, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now, do you get the atmosphere? Yes. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Let me ask you something, dear Pentecostalist. When you speak in tongues, are there cloven tongues that appear like fire? No, and you know it. And, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. It began to speak with other tongues. Noticed, not unknown tongues, but other tongues that were known to other peoples who were gathered there on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, who were there? It was Jews. Now, there's a list of nations uh, that I've, I'm going to read to you that these people came from. And by the way, these Jews did not all speak Hebrew. They spoke the languages in the nations from whence they came, where they had been dwelling. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own tongue. And that means language, in his own language. The King James says language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying, One another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? And then there's a list there's Parthians and Medes. Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia and, and in Judea and Cappadocia, in Pontus and in Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia and Egypt in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and the strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Now, I'm, that was uh, an intended silence. I want you to get that. I want you to get that. Gift of tongues was given to people in Jerusalem at Pentecost mm -hmm. for one purpose. One purpose. And what was that purpose? So that these Jews from different countries would take the gospel 
that they had just heard others speak in their own language to their countries to get the gospel out as quickly and as certainly as possible. That was God's plan. And do you know what? The Bible says that the gospel was to go to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. And this is how it happened. And it had to happen miraculously and wonderfully by people, Jews, who were there at the day of Pentecost, gathered there, and that 120 in the upper room spoke with other languages. Now, folks, this was a one-time, one-use gift. And its purpose was to get the gospel out as rapidly and as completely to as much of the world as was possible at that time. Right. To the Jew first. Yes. And also to the Greek. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds like I'm preaching rather than teaching, but when I teach, and I, I, I get excited and, and, uh, <laughs> and I can't help it. So... We know this. <laughs> so, so why are people speaking in tongues these days, other and unknown tongues? Yeah, is it a gift that still pertains to our era today? That gift was temporary, and we shall see when we get to First Corinthians chapters twelve through fourteen. Oh, and we'll read the verse, and oh. it say, "Whether there be tongues, they shall cease." Oh. And why would they cease? Because now the gospel is given to people, and I think there are 14 or 16 different nations here, immediately, within within months, the gospel now has gone to most of the known world at that time very rapidly. Now, I've been accused of being a Bible thumper, and you just heard me do it, thumping my Bible. <laughs> Our friend Lucas Doremus tells me that I do that frequently. And so if you call me a Bible thumper, okay. That's okay. Okay. Now, so this was the first or primary use of the gift of tongues. And its primary use had a purpose and that was to get the gospel out rapidly to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 8, verse 4. I can't go into the whole background here because I, uh, I can't preach eternally on this. So I got to, <laughs> you know, Saul was consenting unto um, his death, and that was... Uh, uh, I can't even go into that. And and at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. They all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. And that's who they were talking about. And made great lamentation over him. And so that was the situation there. It says, for Saul, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Now, he didn't get saved until Acts chapter 9, okay? Mm -hmm. 
he, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And that's because now they had heard the word in their own languages and could go to nations of other languages and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people could get saved. That's what this was all about. Turn over to Acts chapter 9, verse 6. I'm sorry. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. I have to get my fingers wet so that I can turn these pages. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Um, I can't go into the background of it, but I'm going to read to you, reading starting with verse 6, and it says, When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. And he went into the synagogue, spake boldly for the space of three months, and so forth. So here was another use of tongues that were used to quickly and efficiently and, and uh, properly and completely give the gospel to a lost and dying world. And that's what tongues were for. And those were the tongues that people uh, th that, that were gifted. In other words, so the gift was this, just, just to give you a definition of it. It was to give someone who spoke Hebrew and Hebrew alone the ability to speak in another language to people who were present to hear it. It was a one-time gift. Now, when I was in high school, and, and I went to high school, folks, I, I promise you I did. <laughs> there were four languages that you could take in high school. I went to Peoria Central High School, and uh, hooray for the lions. Anyway, <laughs> I felt I was in the lion's den frequently, but there were four languages you could take. You could take Latin. Uh, you could take Spanish. You could take French, and you could take German. And, and I took Latin for two years because I had been told that 57% of the English language came directly from Latin. Oh, wow. And so that's why I became even better at English. I got straight A's in English, and that was the only thing I got straight A's in. Uh, but uh, uh, where, where was I? Okay, we're talking... <laughs> We're talking about tongues and the use thereof and what and what the gift really was. And it is, and most Bible scholars will tell you that it was a temporary gift, yeah. just like the gift of miracles was a temporary gift. It was a gift given to the first century Christians so that the gospel would get out into every nation. Yeah. Sign gift. And they were called. My wife said, sign gifts. The Jews oh, yeah. require a sign, yeah. but the Greeks seek after wisdom. Yeah. We'll see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, plainly says it. The Jews require a sign, and the gospel was to be given to 
the Jew first. Mm -hmm. And that's how God did it. And thank God for the Jews who got saved and had the gift of other tongues to give to other people quickly and proficiently and properly so that they could go to the rest of the world and preach the gospel in other people's tongues. So let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. And, and folks, I'll be reading a lot of scriptures. So have your Bibles open. I, I read from the King James Version because I think it's the, uh, it's the one I trust the most from my studies. But 1 Corinthians chapter, chapters 12 and, and 14. I think maybe I'll just go over to uh, chapter 13, okay? Chapter 13. Paul said this, and he's, and, and by the way, he's, he's writing this to the Corinthian church. And the reason he's dealing with some of these things that he's dealing with in Corinth was because actually the, Cor the Corinthian church was probably the most of the, the the worst and corrupt most most corrupt church the most apostate church and that's yeah. and most apostate church there was that's why he had to write two letters and they were long ones mm -hmm. and he had to deal with some subjects and I'm and he had to deal with the subject of tongues because they were perverting the gift of tongues and 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 we'll see that you can't speak with an unknown tongue unless you have an interpreter. That's not kosher. And guess what, Curtis? You and I have been to church. I started taking you to church at an early age. Yeah. And when we went to church, we just kind of knew everybody, didn't we? The churches were 150 maybe yeah, people. Much, yeah. Man, some of them more. But uh, everybody in the in the church spoke English, and our pastor spoke in English. Sunday school teacher spoke in English because it was a language that we understood. There are some churches, however, 150 people all speaking English. Someone stands up abruptly and goes gobble blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> or something similar, and people say. What did he say? Aha, but there was a buddy of this Glaba Gooba who stood up and interpreted and said, he said this and this and this, this and he interpreted it in English. Well, let me ask you something, folks. If everybody in that place spoke English, why would someone else have to speak up to say something in some other unknown language? It isn't a language, though. It wouldn't even be necessary. It was not necessary, and it was unnecessary, and it was done to show off. Wait it, a minute. Are so that people to... could be noted for their having more of the Holy Spirit oh, than you did. Really? Now, wow. I'm in dangerous territory, aren't I? Wow. So it's an attention grabbing mechanism. Exactly. And, and oh. I need to tell you that that whatever that person spoke in tongues and however it was interpreted was extra biblical. Extra biblical? Extra biblical. You mean outside of 
what the Bible says. Yes, and of course, we find very clearly uh, in the book of Revelation that you're not to add to God's word, nor to diminish aught from it. Right. That would include that extra biblical stuff of speaking in tongues, which today is not a gift because the gift of tongues is not necessary. There is an organization, folk, called the Wycliffe Translators, and they have translated the Bible in so many hundreds of languages that the gift of tongues is not necessary today because there are Bibles in print in all kinds of known languages. It's kind of like unions today. Uh, that served its purpose at one point in time, but now no longer necessary, really. Okay, now you're getting too political. Uh, uh, All right. We got one minute, Pastor. I only got one minute for this episode. So let's begin reading, and we'll take a break, but I need to get this in. Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men, and see, these were not unknown tongues. He says, I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. And have not charity, I, I am become a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. And folks, if you're speaking in a, a so-called unknown tongue, that's what you're doing. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge and through, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And he said, um, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Now, I think we'll close with that verse and take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll pick up with verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 13.